Hello, welcome to A Weekly Word. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. And I am glad that you are with me because we get to dig into some interesting things talking about the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. And you might recognize those as two lines from the Apostles' Creed. But we're going to dig into these things that deal with kind of the end of our lives and the beginning of uh, something new after our bodies die. But this is, uh, this is because I was asked a question. There was a person uh, who was reading the small catechism, actually reading the explanation to the small catechism. Uh, that's this much larger section that's in the back. Luther wrote a, a small catechism, and, uh, and it really is small. It's very succinct. Uh, and then afterwards, others looked at that and said, well, wouldn't it be neat if we took that and we kind of expanded it and uh, put some Bible verses in there to help to explain why we believe what we believe? And it actually is a very helpful tool. But in that part of the catechism, the explanation of the small catechism, uh, it says that upon death, the unity of my spirit and body, because as human beings, we are both spirit and body. We are soul and physical, uh, that, that we will separate. And the spirit goes immediately into the presence of Christ in heaven, and the, the body goes into the grave. And the individual who was working on this says to me, um, why do we concern ourselves with the resurrection of the body? And that's a good question. Why do we think about this? Why are we concerned about this? Because in a sense, couldn't we say that it is enough that we get to go and be with Christ, even in our, our spirit? And, and so with that comes the question, you know, do we suffer death if we are with Christ? Because for some people to, you know, when they think about being with Christ, uh, that is eternal life. And that is a way to talk about eternal life. And there is an analogy that was referenced in the uh, the email that was sent to me about the body being like a coat that we wear. And at some point, we're just walking along and, and we drop off our coat and we, we keep walking in Christ. Our life continues. And there's actually some validity in what's being said here, but I don't think it necessarily fits with the, the whole biblical picture. So, Believing that we are dead, waiting for the last day for the resurrection of the body and the given eternal life seems to go against this idea of the body and the soul being separated, the spirit going uh, to be with Christ and the body going into the grave. Uh, the concept of the last day seems to point to the idea that we don't go immediately to be with Christ. And then the, the, the $10 million question how do I answer the question, what happens when we die? Uh, these, these are big questions. And uh, make no mistake, these are questions that the church has wrestled with for a long time. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more next time, some of the ways that the church has thought about uh, what happens after we die, uh, the life everlasting. But I want to focus a little bit more on the resurrection of the body and to point that this is something that is an old question, I, I want to reference something that took place in Acts chapter 22 and 23. Uh, in these chapters in the book of Acts, Paul had returned to Jerusalem and he was uh, arrested 
uh, and he was brought before the, the Sanhedrin. And now you might remember that Paul belonged to a group of the Jewish faith that's called the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were important leaders in the, uh, the temple at the time. Uh, but the people who held the real power, the political power of the temple, were called uh, the Sadducees. And in the Sanhedrin, it's split between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they believe different things about what happens in the, you know, after we die in terms of the resurrection. And, and so Paul is on trial before this group. And in order to, in a sense, create a diversion, in order to get out of where he was because things were not going well, he cries out, I am a Pharisee and I'm being judged because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. And all of a sudden, the, the Pharisees are against the Sadducees and there's a big brouhaha that takes place. And Roman soldiers literally have to come in and take Paul out lest he be torn apart. So the idea that believers in God's promises have not always completely agreed exactly what takes place uh, in terms of the resurrection is not new. Um, the Pharisees, they held on to these promises that were in the scriptures, and the Sadducees had rejected them. And it's, it's interesting because the Sadducees had once approached Jesus with a, a little bit of a, a problem about a, a woman who was married and her husband died and she marries multiple brothers and then the question becomes you know whose wife will she be in the resurrection well the sadducees don't believe that there is such a thing as a resurrection and uh and jesus tells them you know aren't you wrong because of this that you do not know the scriptures and the idea is that the scriptures very much do teach the resurrection uh and so this idea of the resurrection it is a stumbling block for many people, not just the Sadducees, and uh, it, it, it invades all kinds of parts of our lives. And even when we share the gospel with people, it, it's something that's difficult for them. Uh, in Acts chapter 17, we find Paul uh, sharing the gospel in the Areopagus in Athens. So Mars Hill is another name for where he was. And he, he's talking with them about Jesus and the forgiveness of sins. And he mentions that he has proved to be the one that God has placed his seal of approval on because he was raised from the dead. And at that point, a whole bunch of the crowd walks away. He's lost them uh, because the idea of the resurrection doesn't make any sense to them. But this is part of what the scriptures teach us that when we die, um, yes, there is the sense that, you know, we go to be with Christ, but there's also the sense of waiting for a day when our bodies will be raised from the dead and reunited with our spirits. Um, quite possibly the oldest book in the Bible is the book of Job. And in Job chapter 19, verses 26 through, through 27, excuse me, 25 through 27, uh, Job says this, he says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the end he will, will stand on the dust. Even after my skin has been destroyed, yet I will see God in my flesh. I will see him myself. My eyes will look at him, and, and not as a stranger. My heart longs within me. There, there's very much the sense that even if Job dies and decays, he is going to rise and see with his own eyes God 
his Savior, his Redeemer. Uh, in Daniel chapter 12, that's kind of the opposite end of uh, the, the B.C. scriptures, um, Daniel says this, Many who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to eternal life and some to disgrace and eternal contempt. So the resurrection, uh, the resurrection is a universal event. All people will rise from the dead. And the question then becomes, do you rise to live in glory with Christ, where your spirit has been uh, through faith? Uh, or do you rise to, to condemnation and to judgment? And you might say, well, that's, that's all well and good that these Old Testament prophets have said this. Um, but what about Jesus? Well, Jesus says, um, the Father raises the dead and gives them life. So the Son also gives life to whom he wants. There's very much the sense of a, a physical resurrection. And in 1 Corinthians 15, we have this beautiful exposition on the resurrection. And Paul digs deeply into this idea that if Christ hasn't been raised from the dead, and he's talking about a bodily resurrection, um, then we, we have no hope in this life. And, you know, we have no hope for our own resurrection. And the idea that Jesus was physically raised is actually essential to the Gospels. Think about those Easter appearances, how often he had people touch him. Look at the scars, uh, all of these very physical, tangible things. In the Gospel of Luke, he says, give me some fish to eat. Ghosts don't eat. He wants to show that he is physically risen from the dead. And so when we think about what is our hope as Christians, I think about uh, Romans chapter 6, where it says that we are baptized, everyone who's baptized into Christ is baptized into his death, that we might walk in newness of life. Because if we've been connected to him with a death like his, we will be connected with him in a resurrection like his. And because Jesus physically rose from the dead, that's, that's our hope too, that we would physically rise. And so in baptism, we are baptized into Christ's death and into his, his resurrection. Now, are our bodies still going to receive the just reward for sin? You know, the wages of sin is death. Yeah, yeah, we will die. Uh, we, our bodies, our physical selves, because this is essential. This, this body is essential to who we are. Um, and we will, we will die. And yes, our souls will go immediately to be with the Lord. And I'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Um, but the full gift has not yet been given when our spirits are with the Lord. You know, even, even if we're resting in, in glory with Jesus, uh, that's not good enough. Now, don't mishear me. I'm not saying that's not good enough for me because I'm just you know, thankful at the very idea that uh, I, I could be saved from sin and, and live in heaven and with in the glory of Jesus. Um, so even if I am content with, with, with such a spirit life, it, it would seem from the scriptures that God is not and that God's gift is only fully given when we are fully human. And that is that our souls and a sinless body are connected once again, that we could be truly and fully ourselves. 
Sometimes when I think about the scriptures, Genesis through Revelation, I, I can see an outline of what's going on in creation, a fall, God's work to bring salvation, and then in the end, a new creation. And so part of what we're thinking about here when we think about the resurrection of the body is we're thinking about what does that mean to be uh, one of God's creatures that's been recreated, that has been created to be perfect, as our Father in heaven is perfect. And the resurrection of the dead is all about being that, that perfect creature that God intended us to be uh, from the beginning, that Jesus redeemed us to be through his death and his resurrection, that the Spirit leads us to be by creating faith in us to receive God's gifts, and on the last day that he raises us to be, to live in his glory forever, completely human, body and soul. So hopefully that, that helps to at least dig into that question a little bit. And uh, yeah, things that are worth thinking about, for sure. And I hope that this gives you uh, some hope and, and some joy that God's gifts for you and for me are greater than we think and imagine. God's blessings. Uh, thank you for spending some time. If this has been a blessing for you, please like it, share it, um, tell somebody about it. Um, I would appreciate that. Get the word out about it. And then one last thing before I go. I am putting together a read through the Bible plan to start at New Year. Uh, the intent is to take uh, five days a week to read scripture and uh, to have some time to pray and, and, and focus on our, our life of faith. And so across about 18 months is what it will take to read through the whole scriptures. And uh, if you want to be part of that, please reach out to us here at Gloria Day. God's blessings. Bye.